welcome back to Am I the A-Hole Apple Pie Podcast. It is December 27th, 2022, and this is episode six. And that's right, you're not, you know, blinking out. You're not, this is a real episode coming out. I have been sick with coronavirus and then some other mysterious illness that was like right on the heels of coronavirus. I don't know what we get sick with anymore. It all feels absolutely awful and like something we'd never have been sick with before. But I digress. I'm back and I can actually record podcasts now without hacking my head off. (laughs) So let's do this. This is the podcast where I, your host, Harena, share Am I the A-Hole posts from Reddit and elsewhere and attempt to figure out who was the rotten apple of the story and who was not. These posts are publicly posted on Reddit for the intent to get feedback and to discuss and share if the original poster is indeed an a-hole. Here at the AMI, the A-Hole Apple Pie podcast, I'd like to give feedback if the original poster is the rotten apple or not. Many of these stories can hit home and I hope that by dissecting the actions of others, we can learn how our actions can ripple out into the world around us and affect others. None of us are perfect. One of my mantras has always been, we are all a-holes, we just take turns being one. And some of us are self-aware enough to know when we are, and some of us have not baked in the oven of life long enough to even contemplate the concept. So, you can participate in the show by leaving a voicemail, emailing the show, or tweeting the show on Twitter. And you can find the show on Twitter at A-I-T-A, Apple Pie Pod, and you can... Also, email the show at aitaapplepie at gmail.com. And you can find this show and every other show hosted by me at my podcast network found at cozypodcastnetwork.com. And if you would like to chime in with your feedback and your opinion on who was the rotten apple, you can do so by using the voicemail option found at the cozypodcastnetwork.com and by the a-hole apple pie section. All right, let's hop in. I think I got like five, five stories to talk about. All right, our first Am I the A-Hole Apple Pie Slice is titled Am I the A-Hole for bringing up my brother's premature birth at Christmas dinner to get my parents to shut up. Let's dive in. I am a nurse practitioner and I'm the primary care provider for a lot of low risk maternity cases at the practice where I work. I also work hand in hand with the doctors and midwives to create a healthy maternity birth and postpartum situation. My fiance is completing her residency. We live together and have for a few years now. We aren't in any hurry to get married. We originally had plans to do so a couple of years ago, but then we got really busy for two years. It is driving my very religious parents crazy that their youngest son is living in sin. I don't really care. I am an adult and I do what I want. We are getting married in June. We are visiting my parents for Christmas. The way it came together this year, everyone is at my parents' house. So that's my folks, my three siblings, myself and my fiance, and seven grandchildren. So 17 people. 
At dinner, my mom starts going on about how she is so glad that we are finally getting married and she won't be embarrassed at church anymore. And my dad says how proud he is of his three older kids who all either waited to get married before moving in together or got married right away after moving in together. My fiance was getting embarrassed and I was getting mad over the stupid argument we have had too many times and a family dinner was the last straw. I have asked them repeatedly to just accept that they cannot control how I live my life. I refuse to stay with them when I visit even if I come home alone. Hotels are just easier. So I started talking about a premature baby I had been reading about. It was almost three months premature and weighed about 1.6 pounds. It was super strong and healthy for being born so little and the NICU had high hopes for the baby doing well. My mom and dad both got deer in the headlights looks on their faces. Too bad. Should not have effed around with my fiance's feelings. So I asked about my oldest brother. He was born almost four months premature. Is there a chance that we could check out the family album where we keep all the records of family births and stuff? I already know my brother was over nine pounds and almost 23 inches long when he was born. My grandmother told me all about it the first time my parents tried to shame me. The subject gets changed very fast. After supper, my parents told me that I should not try to embarrass them with private things that are not my concern. I told them that if I heard anything about my living arrangements ever again for the rest of my life, I would make sure to keep bringing up the fact that my mom was in her second trimester when they got married. My parents are mad at me for telling them how to behave in their own home, but my fiancé is happy that they seem to be off the subject for good. Am I the a-hole? Alright, so, am I the a-hole? Let's see. In my opinion, first off, I will say, no, you're not the a-hole. And in my honest opinion, and from experience, the most judgmental people are often the ones guilty of what they are judging others of. And that, once again, proves to be true in the scenario where your parents are so fixated. The parents are so fixated on his apparent living with his fiance, And they're not married. And oh my goodness. But yet they were not married. And she was already pregnant with his brother. So... The very scenario that they are just wanting to hammer and club their kids with, they were actually pregnant before they were married and, and starting their life together. But they have the audacity to try to, you know, whip out that hypocritical club and just start clubbing their loved ones. Isn't that lovely? Isn't family delicious when they're so, so loving and caring like that? <laughs> the same stuff happened to me. I can totally relate with this, this poster. For sure. My mother did the same thing. Would always pretend like she was religious. She would, Just because she sat in church, she would act like she was somehow like so much better than everyone else. And she had us terrified 
of ever getting, you know, pregnant before we got married or living with someone before we were married and come to find out she was pregnant with me before she was married. So the irony, right? And I think that's how I've learned this from such a young age and seeing so many people just judge, judge, judge other people but not realizing the very thing that they are they are clubbing these people with is the judgment that they've done themselves. The hypocrisy is strong in so many. So, you know, I ended up, you know, living with my husband for like 10 years before I got married because I don't know. <laughs> it just, I just, they, they're also put on the religious aspect. So... If I had to approach it from a religious aspect, there are, it can be argued, yeah, there's a lot of references in the Bible about getting um, married before moving in and having relationships or relations with people. But on the flip side, marriage now, there's the state, you know, where they just want you to sign up so they can figure out how to tax you, you know. Um, it could have been more of a spiritual type of us on a soul level so if they wanted to talk about that it's like what are you doing is it really a church thing is it really a religious thing when you just want me to go and have a big wedding and and you know call myself married in the eyes of the state instead of in the eyes of your creator which then you could argue that the lord knows your heart and he knows that these two people are committed to one another and they have you know solidified that and that is between them as a couple so you can argue from that that arrangement so i mean there's so many things but at the end of the day like the the original poster said they're the adult and they're going to live their lives the way they want to. We all should be operating under that. We, we are given free will for a reason where you are, your, you are an adult. And I absolutely loathe uh, when parents try to continue to harass, abuse, manipulate, and are such a toxic force on their children to the point where they want to pee on every event that they can and to ostracize you know to like they said their their father the father and the mother are the a-holes in the situation elevating the other children spotlighting how they're so much better and they're doing so much amazing things are you kidding me the the original poster is a they work in a birthing center where they are a nurse practitioner and a primary care provider and their fiance is completing her residency. They have their life together. They are building their life together. They are making their life together. They are already committed together. They're that. They're there. Right? What it sounds like is they're probably jealous. The parents are probably jealous that their kid, these, that this, this couple is doing so amazing. They're so successful and they're so well-rounded and they have really good heads on their shoulders to sit there and make their living arrangements, the topic of discussion at a family dinner and then clutching their pearls when th their hypocrisy is called out. It's textbook. I would say textbook narcissist, but there's a lot of, there. this is just, 
ridiculous. And I am so happy that uh, one thing is I'm a huge fan of loyalty and people sticking up for the underdog. And I am so proud of this original poster for sticking up for him and his fiance and that they put the smack down and said, listen, before you start throwing stones at me, honey, let's, let's take a look at your glass house. Let's take a look at that glass house over there. Mm, that looks delicious. I got a rock right here. Oh, you got plenty of rocks, don't you? I think that's beautiful. I love it. And I love the fact that he stuck up for his fiance. And I love the fact that he brought her peace of mind because there's nothing more like stressful when your relationship and you have to go home and be with a bunch of jack wagons who just want to focus on what they perceive as your faults when they have a whole bucket of their own that everybody could be dishing on on this you know a beautiful side dish so definitely the original poster is not the a-hole the parents are definitely the rotten apples in my opinion 100 percent and i don't know that they could have done anything wrong i feel like they kind of gave a warning shot talking about like a study about this preemie and i think the parents just want to keep pushing them. they're like okay you want to play a stupid game let's win a stupid prize all right let's go so i don't feel sorry for them whatsoever and i don't think i would have changed the scenario once i would have done the same thing in my opinion and that's what the show is all about to share my opinion All right, for our second slice of Am I the A-Hole Apple Pie, it's titled, Am I the A-Hole for Giving My Wife's Christmas Present to My Sister? I, 44 male, and my wife, 39 female, and my sister, 39 female. I will try to keep it short and sweet. I'm using my second account because my real account has my wife on it. This below part is just background why my sister lives with us at the moment. My sister is back with us at the moment and been living with us since October because of an ongoing divorce with her husband. My wife is not a fan of this and wanted my sister out and told me to give her our other accommodation, which we own to my sister while she settles for her divorce, but my sister wants to live with us as she gets lonely and won't have anyone cook for her because this whole thing is stressing her out. My wife has left our business because I, because of a broken leg, so she can help with the cooking for my sister. Strong, strong succubus vibes now going on with the sister. What is her sister? Like some royalty or something? People have to quit their jobs to cook for her, and they have to like give up their like a, a their part of their home, even though there's a place that she could live with like on her own. And she, this is this is getting dirty, right? Real quick. All right, since the start of the year, my wife has been wanting a Dyson Air thing for her hair. And they add in parentheses, I don't get the excitement. And yes, I bought her the gift in November for Christmas, and I wrapped it and I put it in her garage. Few days ago, my sister was wrapping gifts for Christmas and asked me what I got for my wife. And I told her, it's a Dyson hair product and a Gucci perfume around E700 in total. I don't know what that transfers over into US dollars, but it's that. So if you are from like Europe and you know what that is, and now you know, because I do not. My sister got excited for my wife, but sad again. Well, 
and said that she wanted a Dyson hair product too and used to beg her husband to buy it for her but he never did. Apparently, he gifted the Dyson to his now girlfriend. This obviously made me sad, so I wanted to buy her another Dyson hair product, same as my wife's. I also had wrapped shoes for my sister for Christmas. I went to different stores, but it was sold out. My sister, whoa, oh, he said, my luck. I just looked online and it would only be delivered after Christmas because there was no other option for my sister. I just removed the name sticker and put my sister's name gifted on the Dyson I bought for my wife and I gave it to my sister. Keep this in mind, I bought my wife extra Gucci perfume. She still got the gift. And yesterday I gave everyone their gift and everyone was happy until my mom told me that she saw my wife's face during the gift giving and my wife looked hurt apparently and asked me why I didn't gift my wife the Dyson instead. And then in parentheses, the original poster ad, I thought she was happy with the gift perfume I gave. I told my mom the truth and my mother is calling me an a-hole. My parents wanted to buy my wife the Dyson hair for Christmas, but asked me before they bought it, so I told them that I was going to buy it for my wife, so they thought I'd actually give it to my wife and not change the plan last minute. Now my mom told our auntie too, and she thinks I'm an a-hole too, and I told them I will buy my wife one again because we will have plenty of time, but they think it won't be the same as the Christmas magic. So am I the a-hole? And then they said they edited. <laughs> My sister does not live with her parents because she lives up north in Scottish in a Scottish village. Us, we live in England. Our, one of our businesses is in England and my sister works here and her work is 20 minute drive away from where we live. And then they also add, my wife can walk and she doesn't need crutches. The reason, reason she left our business was because of the broken leg, but she, but she's walkable, but she decided to rest after her cast is off. Okay. Wow. Wow. I feel like if this, if this guy needs to come on the internet and ask if he's the a-hole, he has a lot more issues than <laughs> he has been wrapped. He has been bamboozled probably his whole life by his sister. This is my opinion. This is my opinion. <laughs> it sounds like his sister has been running her brother just like she probably does any everyone, right? And it's interesting that the mom, who's the mom of the succubus daughter, um, pointed out the face of the wife. So, knowing what I know about triangulation and knowing, like, well, how was this daughter created this way? Like, everything's poor her. And the first red flag I get meeting anyone is the poor me red flag. Poor me. 
Nobody loves me. Everything happens horrible to me. I have been, this has happened to me, and this person has done this to me. Don't fall for it. Every time those people tell you these sob stories, they just want you to lower your guard so they can sneak in. And then they can do their damage. They can manipulate the crap out of you. And that's what's going on right here. For one, it's not the brother and the sister-in-law's job to entertain her. She can stay in a house by herself and learn to cook or order out. Okay? You do not need to be pushing yourself on other people and acting like they got to cook for you and they got to accommodate you and they got to find a place for you to live. And now they're giving up. That would have been a freaking deal breaker for me. Uh, that girl, mm-mm, no, I would have, mm-mm, I would have done, took the dice and all that sister's hand and said, you can order her one and she can wait until after Christmas. That is what should have went on. Okay, let's talk about it. The, the husband should have given the sister the shoes he intended to give her. And if he felt sorry for her, then he should have just ordered her one and surprised it with her after Christmas. That's that. The wife should have still got her present and all of the presents. She got the Dyson. She could have got the. She should have got the perfume. I don't know what messages he thought he was sending. If your significant other knows something that you really want and they withhold it from you and then they give it to a family member or someone else in front of you and then they clutch their pearls and act like they are so i just don't understand how are you so clueless that's what i want to know how are you so clueless who in their right mind would say that sounds like a great idea does he not have any friends did he not run this by anybody the mail delivery person you could have said hey should i do this and they would have said hell no you should not have done this you should not do this (laughs) oh my goodness so no a whole lot of people pleasing going on is happening right now the brother has been manipulated i think by the sister the sister succubuses off from other humans to get what she wants she wants a cook she wants a private cook she wants a free place to stay during her divorce she wants the wife's christmas presents and the freaking brother just rolls over and says yes Yes, yes, princess, yes. And then freaking doesn't do nothing for the wife and then doesn't understand why the whole family is going, what? What? Are we in Game of Thrones or something? I don't know. This is whack. I just don't understand. Like, what planet are we on that none of these red flags came up to this poster? I don't know. Totally did it wrong, in my opinion. Totally should have just said, listen, I feel sorry for you. I want to, you know, do something nice for your sister. And then order the chick the Dyson hair thingy and then give it to the sister make her wait by putting your sister or anybody up on a pedestal above your significant other you are sending some of the most crazy crazy messages that anyone from the outside looking in is going what are they doing and there's such manipulation with that sister red flags left and right red flags left and right so beware beware We really need to pay attention to the messages that we send with our actions, for sure. All right, my vote is the sister is the (laughs) a-hole. The sister and the brother are the a-holes, totally. But I feel like the sister is the manipulated a-hole. And there's a word for that, and it's called covert narcissist. (laughs) I mean, they do everything, the victim. They're just that, that victim, narcissistic victim vibe where they're like, 
Oh, whoa, it's me. And th those people, I'm telling you, dime a dozen. They're out there. They're, they just want to look innocent and injured so that you come up on them and just want to give them the world because they just haven't had the world given to them. Don't you see? Oh, they're lying through their teeth. And I feel like, you know, I've seen this happen so many times, honestly. I've, had, I've seen it happen with cousins. I've seen, like, the um, one cousin manipulate the other cousin. Like, if it's a girl cousin who d didn't have any siblings, um, then they would manipulate the boy cousins to go out and get them stuff and to come over and do, like, their handiwork and do all this stuff. And they always act like they're this broken little dove and they're incapable of doing anything on their own and they need everybody as their servants. Yeah, these are the, also the people that reference people, like if they work at a bank, they will refer to them as they bank with me. They don't, they act like they own the bank and that the customers come to them and bank with them. No, they're coming to the bank and you're the teller, okay? You are just happen to be the warm body doing the work. You don't own the bank. They don't bank with you. You don't have the money. You're not giving them your money. You're giving them the bank's money, okay? So there's the same type of mentality where they have this royal feeling like they are so much above everybody else and everybody just needs to give up their gifts, give up their time, give up their jobs, give up and start cooking for them. I mean, this is, this is a lot of toxicity right here. This pious behavior that's going on. And the brother, why can't you see it, man? Well, you got some people pleasing problem going on. They say people, ple people pleasers are more or less just trying to control how people perceive them. So like, he's like either afraid of his sister thinking that he doesn't like her. Like he just want, he just afraid of causing like friction in that relationship. So it's really weird. A lot of red flags going on. And if this um, husband is so clueless, I would say probably some therapy, some, some sort of marriage counseling needs to happen. So we're moving on to the third slice. All right, our third slice of Am I the A-Hole Apple Pie, titled Am I the A-Hole for Refusing to Eat Food at My Friend's House Because Her Kid Played With It. Oh no, what do we got ourselves into? <laughs> Today, I, female 27, visited my friend Tanya, female 25, to have a coffee and cake and exchange our gifts. My friend has a two-year-old son. Tanya brought out some food and left it on the table for everyone to enjoy. Her husband and some of his mates were also there. Basically, it was cake and some finger food. I've been drinking my coffee and chatting when I noticed her son, Nate, run up to the table, grab some food, take a bite, and then put it back on. Tanya said nothing. I saw him do it again, run up to the table, lick something, and put it back. Nate tends to have his hands in his mouth. I don't know. It seems like a lot of toddlers do it. And he kept grabbing food and rearranging it on the plates with his fingers that were just in his mouth. Tanya and her husband said nothing, even though they saw exactly what had been happening. I have to say I was grossed out and I didn't want any food. I kept my mouth shut though and said absolutely nothing, just carried on drinking my coffee and chatting away. Tanya kept asking me if I wanted some food and cake, and I tried to excuse myself, saying that I wasn't hungry, but it looked delicious, etc. 
Sadly, Tanya grew frustrated with me eating and not eating anything and became more and more pushy. She noticed that one of the other guys wasn't eating anything either and she got really upset. She started complaining how she slaved away in the kitchen and then parentheses added, to be honest, I am not trying to diminish her efforts, but the majority of that was frozen finger food and sweets that she had just put on plates and how we were ungrateful and should be polite enough to eat at least some of it. I tried my best to say nothing, but she kept holding the plate in front of me, expecting me to grab something. The same plate I saw Nate rearranging with his fingers touching all the food. She kept saying, just take one. You can eat it later and wouldn't let it go. I broke and told her that I won't eat it because Nate left his saliva all over it while playing with the food. She got really offended, saying it was just a kid and it wasn't disgusting and I should get over it and she can and if the food I should be able to too. Oh, if she can get over the food, there's some typos. If she can get over it and if she can get over the food, then she should be able to. I said that I am sorry, but I can't eat it. And she told me to get the F out and don't come back without an apology. Well, that escalated quickly. <laughs> I was completely surprised. The other guys look surprised. I just grabbed my stuff and left. I'm wondering, was I the a-hole for refusing the food? Mm -mm, nope. <laughs> All right, let's unpack this. Okay, so my first, <laughs> one, it escalated quickly. Two, pushy people, am I right? Like, come on, read the room, okay? This sounds so, so many things. <laughs> one, if you're gonna invite somebody over, don't let your kid lick all over the food, okay? It's not cute. Just because you can eat something that your child, that came out of your body, licked, wiped and boogie on, whatever, that's your choice, that's your prerogative. You do not invite people over to your house and then let your children lick all over the food and then hold your guest hostage and demand that they eat the food. Because why wouldn't you, right? Why aren't you eating my saliva riddled food? Why, what? What, there's, this is not a friend, okay? This is a, this is a, this is a, a warden, okay? <laughs> you were invited to a prison party. You were invited to a, let's have some cake and some coffee and exchange presents. You were invited to a prison party and she was the warden, okay? She let the, she let the convicts run around, lick all the food, and then made you go, no, you eat it. It's like some creepy horror show, some creepy horror movie. Like, in order to escape, you have to eat the salivated food. Like, that's so wrong. Uh, a real friend, anybody with any couth or comprehension of like germs and so on, should have understood. Yeah, I don't want to eat that either. I would have felt like being sarcastic and licked a biscuit or something and said, here, you eat it. Let, if I have to eat your son's saliva, you have to eat mine. Let's do this. Let's lean into it. Okay, let's go. Let's go. So weird, right? And then, you know, for the original poster, if I had to play devil's advocate and hop to the other side, I would have said, you know what? Just take the food and shove it in your pocket. Go, oh, thank you so much. I'm so glad you suggested that. And just wrap up a bunch of the gross stuff. Put a napkin on it, right? 
and then put it in your purse and go, this is going to become so much, this is going to be so handy later when I'm like starving. I'm so sorry I wasn't hungry when I came over, but I really appreciate, I'll take this home with me. And then just throw it to the birds. Give it to your dog. I don't know. If you have chickens, that's what I do. Throw it out to the chickens. They'll eat anything. Okay. But, you know, you could have alleviated, if you wanted to, alleviate and just go, yeah, you know what? When she suggested, you know, that you take some, you should just say, okay, wrap that crap up and ship it out when you leave. And then... There you go. You diffused the situation. The toxic warden friend felt like she achieved her goal, and that was cooking for her friends and making them eat her son's saliva. And then you would have been able to escape unscathed and not have to rock the boat and so on. But, you know, okay. I'm a firm believer in shaking the tree and letting the dead leaves shake off. And I feel like this is one of those situations. You got to see your true colors. You know, if I had to hop back over to the other side, I would say, no, you're not the a-hole. The original poster is not the a-hole. They got invited to a party. They showed up. The hosts were nightmare, nightmare hosts. And they let their kid, and this is the other thing, one of my pet peeves is I'm a parent, so I can judge you sucky parents and when you your kid you think your kid is amazing I think my kids are amazing but I don't think your kids are amazing and I don't expect you to think my kids are amazing okay I will eat something if my kid licked it because they're my kid you know they were inside of my body and licking something is the least of my concerns <laughs> eating something that they licked is the least of my concerns but you know what I am not going to lick something your kid did right it's just different it's we it's just different it's not the same. So I really have a pet peeve when other parents just let their kids act a fool and they act like it's normal. It's not normal. You need to teach your kids manners. Every situation is a learning opportunity. And for that part, that host, she should have said, when we have company over, we don't lick the food, okay? And then you take everything he touched and we can even ask your guests, hey, did my child touch any of this or lick any of this? Because I really don't want, you know, it to contaminate the rest of the stuff. And then invite the guests to help you fix the problem and use it as a learning thing. Do not raise rude little kids who don't know boundaries to grow up to be rude adults that don't know boundaries. And you can start telling them these concepts when they're little. Okay, Nate, we, mommy invited her friends over and I'm going to make you a plate with all these goodies on it. And then you push the plate away further back on the table so the little guy cannot eat and lick and snot all over the food for the guests and make him his own little buffet where he feels like he is incorporated into the event but not grossing everybody out. All right. If you have kids and you're hosting a party, you need to think outside of yourself. You don't get to go. Well, I'm a parent and they're my kid and we run the show. That is not cool. You have no right hosting events anymore because you are horrible at it. Okay. So no, I, the original poster is not the a-hole. The host is definitely the a-hole. And then it escalated totally uncalled for with the get the F out and don't come back without an apology. That's, that's a deal breaker for me if you're going to invite me to your house try to force me to eat salivated on food and then hold me up plate point and 
double down that I got to take it or what. And then when I tell you the truth, you don't value my truth. You don't care how I feel. That's not a friendship. That's a prisoner relationship right there. Call it, you know, you dodged a bullet there. You shook the tree. The dead leaves fell off. Let them lay on the ground and don't go back. Don't go back. They're not your friend. You With friends like that, you don't need enemies, right? Because you already got some, okay? So no, definitely not the a-hole. I feel so bad for the for the poster. Yikes. Alright, for our fourth slice of Am I the A-hole? Apple Pie. We have a slice titled Am I the A-hole for giving my stepdad a sign that says you are not the father during Christmas dinner. Oh no, here we go. Am I the a-hole for giving my stepdad a sign that says you are not the father? <laughs> it reminds me of Maury Povich. You are not the father. You are the father <laughs> during Christmas dinner. My mom and stepdad have been together since I was five, married since I was six, and now I'm 20. My dad died when I was five. He and mom were separated but not divorced when he passed away. And my mom started dating my stepdad a few weeks later. Hmm. And my about five months after my dad had died. And he moved in with us after a year and they married 14 months after that. My mom really wanted me to, quote, have a dad. And I found my stepdad a good partner and someone who could be good, a good dad to me. Only I never wanted another dad, so I always just called him by his first name and referred to him as my stepdad. He and I have butted heads over this a lot. He thinks I should be his daddy's little girl, and I think it's crazy that he feels I owe him that, and I owed that him that from the start. It annoys me how often he likes to bring up that my dad's dead and the fact I hardly remember him because a lot of my memories faded with time and when I was seven my grandpa died and who raised my dad after my grandma died was when dad was a baby so I lost all contact with that whole side of my family. The older I get, the worse it gets. And even with three boys, he's still focused on me being his little girl. I have told him that I appreciate him, but I will never call him dad. I spent a lot of time with my mom's parents as a kid, and I have a bedroom at their house. We had Christmas at their house this year, and all morning my stepdad was bringing up these stories of adult stepkids asking their step-parents to adopt them, and on and on and on, and told me I would be asking him soon enough after all these years. He found this article on Facebook about a woman asking her stepmom to adopt her, where she talked about being insulting to call her stepmom because she was always a mom to her. He said that was him with me, how I only ever had him as a dad, etc. It got on my nerves. I told him to stop. So did my grandma, who told him nobody wanted to hear about that at Christmas, but he would not let it up. So I went to my room at my grandparents, grabbed some old art supplies I still had there, and made a sign that said, Jason, which is her stepdad's name, you are not the father of Gracie, me. 
Think the Maury Show. <laughs> I guess, see? Think of the Maury Show and how that was like a meme for a while. When dinner was ready, I brought down the sign and gave it to him and told him whenever he needs to remember, he can look at it and adjust his expectations. <laughs> That's a beautiful. He was pissed. My grandparents and half-brothers laughed. <laughs> That's so funny. The oldest of my brothers actually said his dad needed something like that because he never seemed to understand it. My mom tried to calm him down, but he told me I was an ungrateful and disrespectful little girl who would be sad when he finally gives up caring about her. I told him I never asked him to be a d a jerk, I'll just say, to me, but to accept I will never call him dad and will never allow him to adopt me. I told him we could be close if he'd just accept I don't see him as my dad. My mom wants me to apologize, but my grandparents think he should apologize for always pushing it. Am I the a-hole? No, you're not the a-hole. What you're doing is you're holding down your boundaries. And what he's doing is this. People, there are certain people in life who set a goal and that goal tends to be people who are not easily manipulated or controlled and they don't feel like they have truly won in their little game of life until they have conquered the last person on earth that tells them no and what this daughter stands for his stepdaughter stands for is a mountain that he has set his sights on and he will beat her into the ground until he wins. He is doing a very toxic, manipulated tactic. He's trying to wear her down and drive it, so just suck the life in the air of the situation until she concedes. There are people like this, men and women, identifying or otherwise, and they do this. If you are at all in opposition of them, they will make it their goal to conquer you. And that's what he wants. He wants everybody else to step into line for him. Why aren't you? Why aren't you? And then he reads his little fairy tale posts on Facebook and tries to make it like, well, they're doing it, so you should be doing it. Because you're not a real person to him. You're an object. And he wants you up on that shelf and he doesn't care what you feel and he doesn't care how you feel. You are going to perform like the little dancing monkey he thinks you are and he wants you up on the shelf dancing like everyone else is. And that is why everyone else doesn't agree with him because they see his jack wagon ways and he sees how toxic and the, even your stepbrothers see how toxic he's being. Your grandparents see how toxic he's being. He's taking it to a family function and the mother who just wants to sit there and victim shame you is just as bad. She's an enabler. She's allowed this bad behavior to go on and it's not okay. So definitely no, not the, not, not the a-hole. The original poster is not the a-hole. I feel like the original poster by making the sign 
and using it kind of like a tongue-in-cheek like they referenced and that's the first thing that came to me and if he's older he should know this show a lot of younger generations might not remember the Maury Povich show but they were notorious for running like DNA tests to find out the parents if the parents were really the parents or not and it was just like this meme of you are the father Luke, you are not the father. <laughs> you know, it was just like that. It was just such a meme. And so to try to handle. So what the original poster was doing was realizing that just being blunt and honest with them was not working. They're just going to go all in and be funny and sarcastic and right back, give it right back in their face. And like, no, you're not controlling me. You're not telling me what to do. I don't have to listen to you. And they're just spitting facts. Literally not their dad. She does not have to because the mom decides to have a relationship with another man and the daughter respected him, said, you know, you are my stepdad, but you're never going to replace my dad. There's nothing wrong with that. If you're going into another relationship expecting to be called a certain thing, you don't care about the kids. You don't care about them. You don't care about their feelings. You just care about your feelings. You care about fulfilling your agenda. You don't care about the overall picture. You're not owed anything. Work on your relationship with your husband and your wife and let the rest of the cards fall where they fall. If you push people into loving you, it's not love. You are, you know, what they say is um, love is like farts. If you have to push it, it's not it's not a fart. It's not a fart. You're making a shirt, okay? A shirt of your relationship and a shirt of your pants. Because you're forcing something that has no business being forced. And you're doing it in a selfish way and you're doing it for yourself. That's it. That's all he cares about is him. He wants the title and that's it. And that's a whole other type of person. They just care about having the title. They don't want to do the work. They just want the title. They want the little crown to put on their little head and where they can walk around going, look at my crown, look at my title. That's it. That's it. It's always about them. So the original poster is definitely not the a-hole, definitely not the rotten apple in this am I the a-hole apple pie. Mm -mm. Not my book. All right. For the fifth and final slice of am I the a-hole apple pie, we have a post titled, Am I the a-hole for showing my nieces and nephew Polar Express? And they have a throwaway title because they don't really use Reddit much. This was their husband's idea. All right. So I, female 29, babysat my nieces and nephew, male 4, female 6, female 7. The day before Christmas Eve so that my brother and his wife could go to a nice dinner. They left around 6 p.m. So I all I had to do was watch a movie with the kids and then put them to bed. I decided to watch Polar Express with them. All went well. They were very excited about the movie, but I figured that was just kids being excited. Fast forward to Christmas. I got a frantic call from my brother yelling at me for showing the kids that movie. I didn't know this, but apparently there's a set of train tracks that run behind their house about 200 yards away. And on Christmas Eve, my nieces had snuck out of bed and walked out to them to, quote, wait for the Polar Express. My brother put them to bed around 10 and found them at 6 a.m., 
unwrapping presents under the tree. He realized that they had been outside because their coats and boots were strewn about the hallway and their faces were pink from having been out in the cold. They don't know how long the kids were out there. The doctor estimated about one and a half hours and took them to the ER because my younger niece's lips were blue and she was stumbling around where they found out that my younger niece had thankfully mild case of hypothermia. My brother is beyond angry at me. He says, I am irresponsible and an awful babysitter and that I should have explained to them that Polar Express isn't real. The girls could have gotten seriously injured or killed and he completely blames me. He refuses to bring the kids to my parents' house for Christmas, which really upsets my parents. He refuses to speak to me and says he's never going to let me see the kids again since I'm irresponsible and could have gotten them killed. I really feel awful about it, but at the same time, I really don't think it's my fault. They recently moved to this house, and I've never visited before Christmas Eve since I live in the city, and they're about two hours away. So I've never even seen the house in daylight, and I had no idea there were train tracks near it. So it never occurred to me to say to them that the movie wasn't real, and that all the kids still believe in Santa. So I didn't think there was any harm in showing them a Christmas movie. I've gotten mixed reactions from people. My husband says it's not my fault and it's completely on them, as does my father and my sister. But my brother and my mom think I'm the worst person in the world. I feel really awful and I don't know what to do. Am I the a-hole? Nope, you're not the a-hole. And this is why. What the original poster, in my opinion, is going through is a case of projection. The brother is really mad at himself. And the parents of the kids are mad at themselves because they did not know their kids left their house and went and was outside and getting hypothermia. And that was on their watch. That's on their watch. Whether they saw a movie or not, their kids thought that it was okay to leave the house. Therefore, they've never educated their children on the dangers of just leaving your house without your parents knowing. It's bad parenting on their behalf that their their kids are older, older and don't even know this, that you should not. They're four, they're four, six, and seven. Old enough to understand to start to teach your children the dangers of just up and leaving the house in the middle of the night. If you've never, the word stranger danger have never come across your lips to your children, I think that they got a wake-up call. I think this was a wake-up call for the parents, but they're so prideful, they, wanna, they don't want to own it. They don't want to own that they have dropped the ball on educating their children on safety. They want to push the blame onto the sister who showed them an innocent Christmas movie. And... Maybe the, you know, the sister said, yeah, we watched Polar Express. And then maybe the parents dropped the ball. I don't know. It wasn't in this this article. But I feel like the sister been like, yeah, I bet the kids would have said, yeah, because it sounds like the kids were super excited about seeing the movie Polar Express. So I have kids. I know. I feel like they would have mentioned to the parents, yeah, we watched Polar Express and it was really awesome. Yay. And that should have been the parents' opportunity to go, hey, I just want to let you guys know that we just moved by tracks. So, okay, honey, the tracks behind our house are not the Polar Express tracks. That's just a movie. Okay, sweetheart? So you need to stay away from the train. And if you're going to buy a house, buy railroad tracks 
and you have three small children, hmm, and you haven't educated them on the train or the train tracks, hmm, whose fault is that? Is it your sister who showed them an innocent Christmas movie? No, it's your fault. You have dropped the ball yet again on safety. If safety is so important to you and you want to rake your sister over the coals for something that you have dropped the ball on, the sister is definitely dealing from a very hard case of she's the victim of projection. The, the brother is projecting his inadequacies and in parenting and his, his anger at himself out onto the sister. Trying to make her the villain of his bad lapse in judgment and his lack of educating his children on the dangers of the railroad checks he chose to move by. There's a, there's a whole bunch of houses to pick from, and you pick to live next to the railroad tracks. You bought that house. You have three children, and you don't have any alarm on the door to let you know when your kids go out. When my kids were little, I read so many stories. I saw so many videos about little kids just up and walking out of their house at night. I just went and got those little magnetic things and put them on my front and back door. So if my kids ever were one of those kids that want to wander around at night, I would know. I put one on their bedroom door. If they got up and to go to the bathroom, I knew. I wanted to know when my kids were traversing around my house at any age. And I would think any parent would want to know that. That's why you have baby monitors. That's why parents wake up. If parents are so in tune with their children, you wake up. The minute they fart, you wake up. It's just ingrained in us. So if your children are leaving the house and you don't have any any safety precautions set up and you've literally never discussed safety with them and you've literally never discussed the cause and effect of leaving the house in the middle of the night to stand by the railroad tracks and they are of age to comprehend these things a so four six and seven then there's a lot of work that needs to be done and has nothing to do with the sister who's the original poster so original poster is not the a-hole definitely not the a-hole I can't even tell you what they could have done differently outside because they didn't even know that they moved by a house that had railroad tracks, you know? So not the a-hole, definitely parents, you got to pick up the slack and you cannot push. We can, we have no right pushing our inadequacies or our lack there of uh, explaining the most simplest of concepts to our children. We cannot leave that up for to other people to do our job. That is part of being a parent, is covering safety. I have a mantra, it's safety over happiness, and my, my kids know it. They know it is, their safety comes first to me, because then comes happiness. You're not happy if you're getting ran over by a train, okay? You're not. You're not happy if you're getting kidnapped because you don't lock your freaking door and your kids roam in the neighborhood. You're not. You're not happy. Safety over happiness, in my book. So, definitely, what people put... When people are so prideful, they will fall into the projection trap and it makes them so much easier to hate on you because they don't want to work on themselves. And that's what we got going on right here. So, okay, well, this wraps up our last slice of pie for episode five. I said episode five, I really meant episode six. <laughs> All right, you have 
completed episode six of an odd ale apple pie. If you would like to participate in the show or ask if you are an a-hole and want some of my feedback, go right ahead and you can email the show at A-I-T-A Apple Pie Pod. Um, um, you can DM the show on Twitter at that, A-I-T-A Apple Pie Pod, and you can email the show at A-I-T-A Apple Pie at gmail.com. You can also help support the show by rating and reviewing it wherever you can. And you can also find this show, the past episodes, and every other show that I host at my podcast network found at CozyPodcastNetwork.com. All right, till next time, keep those pie slices lacking rotten apples, okay? We don't want to be the rotten apple. We want to check ourselves before we wreck ourselves, right? Yep. All right, see you in episode seven. Bye.